see, it's, it's good to have experience. It will be easier for us to deploy that person. But as I mentioned, yes, anyone can come in. It comes, it reflects to the day when first I came to, to UAE and I, I was giving interviews and people said, you do not have experience, so we can't hire you. So till the time someone won't give an experience, how that person will get some experience and how someone can hire them. So that's where Xenial comes into play, where we give a platform to people to come in, learn, experiment with your task, what you do or skills. So people will learn, get experience. Welcome to Where the F Am I Heading? The podcast where meaningful conversations take place as we traverse the complicated life of adulthood. If you feel lost and troubled, our show aims to help shed some light on your life's concerns. Join your hosts, Ruth and Irene. Let's talk adulting. In today's episode, we have a guest who will talk us through the process of starting a business and make an innovation in the way he treats the people helping him grow. And without further ado, our guest today is Pramit Sethi. Pramit, tell us about a short introduction of what you do what made you start your business and what's your business all about? Hi, Ruth. Hi, Irene. Like you said, I'm Pramit. We are into event staffing, event manpower, event temporary manpower staffing, recruitments. Our company name is Xenial Events and our tagline says genuine human connections. That's what we actually follow every single person who is in the company. Xenial means connecting the bridge between the guest and the host. So that's how we come into providing the best services towards customer service, manpower supply, on-site operations, and taking care of clients' events. And where is your business based? We are based in Dubai, UAE. Mm-hmm. So you are catering clients in Dubai or all throughout UAE? Yes, at the moment, all the Emirates we take care of, whether it's in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharjah, Khurfakan, Alain, all the parts in UAE, we, have been like, we cater all the services. Mm-hmm. I see. How did your business come about? Like, what was your inspiration for putting up that kind of business? My inspiration was humans. So it was 2018 when I left my job where I was doing the same thing. We were doing, we were into staffing and I used to take care of recruitment, recruiting people and then going on site, taking care of events. But then I wanted something else. I wanted to change this field and I wanted, and and I wanted to go somewhere else, but not completely change the field but another part of events. I got a job, but somehow the circumstances were that I was not able to get into that company. And those five to six months was kind of very demotivating towards like why exactly it happened when you got a job. Then a month I took, I had Starbucks coffees almost every single day, went there, sat there, read online. I couldn't apply anywhere because like for me, it was like, this was what I wanted and I couldn't get it. But eventually what happened is like, I was like, if people can't support you and people have demotivated you, why can't you set up something on your own and help people who have come across the same scenario of yours? So that's how we build this platform, the company where people who do not get equal opportunities in events or they are being demotivated or discouraged towards their work or don't get training properly. So that's why we, we opened this company where anyone can come in, people from any nationality, any religion, any work experience, everyone can come in, support us, 
and support themselves through this. So that's what my motivation was, uh, humans. That's a really, really great answer because it's like sometimes you need to have that deep reason, the core, you know, you need to put your heart into something that you're doing. Either it's, you know, building a career or a company. Yeah. And the way from it said it, it's like we're listening to the kind of leader that's already in there, in the top, you know, like, I don't <laughs> want to say names, but, you know, like the successful businessman or businesswoman in that field. So, yeah, it's like he matured over the years. <laughs> Thank you. And you mentioned about events and staffing. So what are the types of services that you offer in your company? So our core business is staffing where anyone can ask for, do you have people who can run our show in terms of customer service, in terms of uh, registration, in terms of handling the floor where they are building stands. So just we need people who can handle it. But as the course of time has come up, we have started providing people with virtual coordinators, like as per COVID came in. Now people can run the conferences sitting at home. So we got virtual coordinators, technical staff, who can handle your on-site operations in terms of technologies like registration. So yes, we have diversified towards this. You mentioned earlier before we recorded, you don't provide the equipments for them, but you provide someone who can handle the equipments like in the IT, right? Right. Like I mentioned earlier, like the core of this business is humans. So we do not have any equipments with us, but we provide people with brains. That means you have a problem. We got people to solve that issue. So that's why we're, that's where our recruitment process comes into play, where we speak to every single human, every single person who, who gets into a company in Xenia so that we understand, okay, this person is not only just can handle crowd, but he can actually do a technical work. He can actually be a graphic designer. He can be something else. So that's where we actually scrutinize a person. We speak to them. We understand where exactly that person is coming from. Because in this field, everyone is freelancers. And freelancers to earn some money, they just do events where they just stand full day long. Hello, sir. Welcome, ma'am. They keep on doing this and their actual skills are not being utilized properly. So for us, this is, I think it's a very good point where we understand, okay, this ABC person, he can do multiple tasks, multiple things. Like recently what happened, we got a client and they were asking, do you have someone who who knows how to use VR, virtual reality, and they have to do it in, in the exhibition booth. I was like, yes, we do have one person because one person spoke to me about, like Pramit, I have done recently this, this I, I love this technology. And when we, when we sourced that person to that show, the client was really, really happy. And I never expected any client coming from the US or coming from anywhere part of the world, they're giving tips to people as well. She called me on the second day, Pramit, this guy has worked amazingly well. I want to tip him. I want to give cash to him. Is it okay? We can give. I want to take him for dinner as well today. So, you know, when you have those people, they are motivated. They really want to love what they love, what they do. So that's why, yeah, so it's good to know who you are recruiting. It's good to know it for them. It's good to know that what this company is all about as well. And that's a great point that you, you know, the people you are working with because sometimes what businesses don't understand is that they are putting the the people in a box it's like okay you apply for this this is what you're gonna do for the entire life 
there's no growth. But unlike if you know the person you are working with, not on a business level, but you know, you as a business leader, you are giving them the room to explore what other options they have. Sometimes they don't even know they are capable of doing that. And you would only, you as a leader has that capacity or opportunity to help them uncover what they can do apart from what they already know. Exactly. So that's where it comes into play. These, like, these skills come to us. And we, we never knew that we're going to do all of these jobs as well, rather than just sticking to running a conference, doing ushering and registration job. But then we have these people, when we speak to them, then it's an opportunity for us also to open some other doors where we can go to clients and we can tell them, this is what we can do for you. This is how we can help because we have people, we have humans who can do all of these things for you. So let's see, it goes through all of us. That's why we say we collaborate with our staff. That's what we call them collaborators. When we collaborate, we understand what they can do and what we can do for them. So it goes together. We find a client and then they work. The client is happy, we get more references. So it all goes together. So it's good to have, it's good to make sure they're not in a box, like what Ruth mentioned. They have like wide horizon they can see and they can work wherever they want to. Yeah, and, and I just want to connect it with our previous episode, one of our previous episodes with Jessica. She's um, an entrepreneur in the U.S. And she mentioned that some business owners, they don't know what they want or they are not sure yet what they want. And senior yes. events or you permit, you are there in the middle to bridge that gap. And your role is really critical to understand what your client needs and at the same time, understand what your staff can offer. So sometimes as business owners, they know like, okay, I need this, 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 this. But more than that, there are other areas that a temporary staff can go in and help the client. So that's really a good connection from our previous episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, what's one thing about your field of expertise that almost no one agrees with you about? See, for us, we move very slow. And for every client, whether it's a, whether it's a one man's job or like they need 100 people. So we take some time in positioning people. Very few say, for example, I just need someone who just put, put these boxes and keep it there. But then we need to make sure people, they have, they use their common sense in terms of, okay, picking up the box and keeping it somewhere where people won't fall or don't, won't trip. But now what the scenario is, people are like, we just want any human. And we fight with them. No, we, you, don't, you just don't need any single person, but you need people with skills who can do these jobs particularly. And that's how we have an argument with our clients in almost all the time. But at the end, they understand why we are saying it when the job is well done. So how, how you overcome those kind of, if you have to not really argue maybe, but like you don't, don't agree on something when you, when you disagree with your clients, how, how do you really explain to them that that's how you do it? Sometimes things can't be explained well. Sometimes the actions they can see and it can happen. So recently, an example I can give you, one of the clients, they did not order some ushers, ushers and like customer service staff members. And they were like, no, 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 we don't, we won't do it. We will take care of ourselves and these things. You just take care of the registration areas. And I had an argument with them. And I, I said, it's not possible. Like you will be busy dealing with your 
exhibitors, your other partners, but who will do this? They're like, no problem, it will take care of it. I'm like, okay, no problem. But on the other hand, when this event, we take it as our event. Every event is our event. Why? Because we'll be there on site as well. We need to make sure the client is happy when they leave after three or four days, the visitors are happy. The client is happy and it's a successful event after such a stressful 2020, 2021 year. So every event which is happening has to be something like great. Everyone is happy. So we, we bring people on our cost for that period of time for a day or like for a few hours when people see like, yes, it's needed. And then our people start working and then yes, we get paid also for that hours as well because the clients know they were right. When we know it is mandatory because we, we are taking care of onset operations. When the client is rigid, we, we still do it ourselves. No, we have to do it. You become more rigid than the client sometimes to make sure like, okay, sir, this is what it is. So that's how we work. Sometimes it's our own, on our own cost, but I think it really helps to end the event really well. So you actually put extra thing and effort in there, even though they don't want it, but you know yourself that they need it. They, that they need it. So what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career with this uh, venture that you have? Like we opened in 2019, patience is very, very, very important. So like I mentioned earlier too, uh, we moved very slow. We went to one client, we spoke to so many people initially and they were like, sorry, we can't do it. We know how you work, but we can't do work with your company because it's a new company and we don't know how does it going to take care of, like how they're going to take care of our events. So we were like, okay, some people loved us the way we introduce ourselves and what our principles and what we want to do. So like slow, steady, very slow. Maybe like in that first year, we just did like, we just crossed like 300,000 in revenue in one year, which was okay for us. But then in 2020, in 2021, where people saw like, okay, these guys are someone, they know what they're saying. It's not just like they're putting people on site, hello guys, work. But like that, that's how then we reached the second year, we reached 3 million Durham revenue, which is like a lot. Because it's just like people see what you want to do and you know what you're doing. That way, yes, patience and persistence is the best thing. So in actually, I don't think slow is the right word for what you're doing. It's more on your customizing it for the best result for them. You just focus on them so you can bring out like 110% instead of just like you don't care, you know, just want to pay us, we do this, whatever you want and blah, 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 and it's done. But with you, it's different. You put passion towards it, isn't it? Yeah. See, passion has to be there, whether it's for us or the freelancer who is working with us. But slow in terms of we, we didn't go to a lot of like when we, we got like a couple of events we focused on those events when we are done with that then we move to the next stage because we know like now we are ready for this big client or this big event so that way we moved slowly in terms of getting more clients but like very energetic very positive towards achieving that specific event which you are working on there's actually a quote that best suits this what Pramit said is like follow your passion and money will follow Indeed, it does. Right? Because a lot of people are are talking about, I have to get this job done because of the money. I have to do this because it offers a lot more. But I heard this from our leaders in the company that I'm, I'm with. They said, if you keep chasing the money, you will not get it. So you really have to work with passion and everything will just follow. Exactly. 
see some jobs they might not give you any profits it might be like you gain a thousand you spend a thousand but on the same time the same client sees or the other opportunity comes in where even the expenses a thousand but you earn a ten thousand so it just depends job to job as well so it's it's just like focus on your job whatever you're doing it rest will follow 100 percent. all the great leaders have said that and i think it's the great thing what they say so last question for you know your company what has been the biggest challenge in your business the biggest challenge we had like when we opened it was 2020 i think like for almost every single person in this in this world had the same challenge it was that we started in 2019 and it was just one year and as i said like the revenue was very little and then covid hit and we were like how would we able to manage to pay the salaries and our daily expenses because we are a newborn company but then what happened is that was a challenge when everyone was like what needs to be done but we pivoted ourselves in terms of doing the virtual trainings for the staff members then we started doing the webinars and then we found someone in one of the business meetings where they were like uh, Pramit can you supply us 20 people I'm like yes for what for COVID and PCR testing. I said, what? Can you help us with people who can do registration or typing for COVID patients? I was like, yes, surely, sir, we can. When do you need tomorrow? I like, what? I like, who will train them? No problem, they, they can get trained tomorrow. Can you do it or no? I was in Dubai mall and I had to travel the next day and it was 5 p.m. and he was like, you need to send a quotation in invoice and then we can transfer the funds also to use, but we need people, 20 people tomorrow. That was the challenging phase where I have to travel next day and I had to stay here. I had to make sure every single person has the PCR test as well. And I was in Dubai. And from Dubai to Abu Dhabi, that was a very tricky situation that we couldn't go there. And it was like lockdown, you can't travel. Even if it's like urgent, urgent job, you can't do it. So we found some people who were who agreed to, to do it. So like till nine or 10 o'clock, we gather all the people. We did Zoom training with them. And by God's grace, that one week went really well. Those 20 people worked so well. That's still till now, till date, we are doing that project. Like it's more than a year now. And that event and that thing, that event that supported us and, and made us who we are today, as in like through yeah, July 2020, it was when it started till now we are doing it. That was a challenge. So even if COVID hit you hard at the beginning, it turns around and actually give you blessing. Exactly. Because, you know, from March till July, we kept on doing these webinars. We brought a lot of leaders who taught these guys about how they can research, how can they can learn. Ruth was one of the speaker as well in one of our webinars. And then we kept our people together. Yeah, she was, she was teaching us about digital marketing, which is great. A lot of people learn a lot of stuff. So we kept people together. We had that positive feeling and positive vibrations we were giving to people like, yes, no, no problem. We can do it. We can survive. And then this thing came in to, came in to survive us, to save us as well as the people who were with us. A lot of families, they didn't, ha- they didn't have money to feed their kids or they didn't have money to, for the tuitions. So this, this event gave us and gave them actually living. More than 4,000 people worked with us since last year for only this COVID thing, which we can say we are blessed to, to serve these 4,000 families. So rather than it's a challenge, yes, it was a challenge, but then it came up to be a blessing for all of us. Mm-hmm. And again, what made it successful? Because you as a business leader was able to adapt to the change 
you were able to act upon it right away and you have available people who are really good with what they do. No matter what it is, it's like they're putting their heart in it. And actually, that's a critical or should I say an important aspect in business that you should be able to adapt to change quickly, right? Wow, I sound so I sound so witty. <laughs> <laughs> I sound so successful. <laughs> you are already. Anyway, but we're talking about business here. Now let's shift a little bit about the recruitment side of it. Because you said 90% of your revenue is coming from the event staffing. So you are into recruiting people and you are recruiting freelancers or temporary staff. So how do you filter your applicants in terms of whenever you are recruiting, considering that you have different jobs open for them? Right. You see, every single person, like I, I mentioned, like get interviewed by us and we have a recruitment process where people come to our office or earlier there, it was through Zoom, we used to do the interviews. Then we ask people about their journey of life and what do they want? Even if they're working for events, why do they want to work for events? Is it just for money they want to do it or they want to enhance their skills in terms of communication or confidence. A lot of people, when they start working for events, they're just very quiet and they, they don't know how to speak to people. So we categorize our people in those sectors. Some people are very strong when they come for interviews and when they go for a job, they're like just quiet. So we segregate people into different categories in terms of, yes, that IT event comes in, this person will be working there. How? Because we are using some technologies where we cater people with different tags. So like, okay, if I'll give the example of Pramit, he can take care of IT stuff, but he's not good at speaking to people, but he can be at the back end jobs. So that's why interview is very important. Speaking to a person is very important. When we do that, then only we can make sure that everyone is deployed in a specific job roles. And you mentioned you, you have a technology or a system to segregate the staff, is that right? Yes, we are using different softwares to make sure like the data is perfectly monitored, perfectly filtered. Whenever we need something or the other, as per the qualification of a person as well, so we can take it out from there very easily. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And what are the top skills or characteristics? Because you mentioned that apart from skills, you would also look into their characters or, or, or their personality. So what are the top skills or characteristics that a freelancer should have to become a success in that field? The one and the most important one is common sense, which... It's not so common. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Like, you need to have common sense in what you're doing. You need to be smart worker rather than just be a very hard worker. So if there's an example, again, I mentioned again, there's a box... And there's a trolley next to it. Some people, they just lift the box and keep on walking with the box and keep and come back rather than using the trolley. So you can put things on the trolley. You can take two, three boxes together. Or there's a crowd, how to handle that crowd. So it's just like people need to use their common sense and be very respectful in terms of talking to people. Like we tell every single freelancer, our collaborator who's working with us that whenever they're working for an event or with the client or anywhere they're working, they need to treat everyone equal. Like for us, we do not have, okay, he's the senior, he's a junior. Everyone work on the single line. It's called a flat line structure where we all are together. I can do a scanning job when you are on a break. Or if a cleaner is coming, you have to respect that person. Whether it's a security guard, you have to respect that person. You are not above or beyond 
or lower than anyone. We all are equal. So it really helps to motivate people as well. So they have to understand everyone is equal, have common sense, and not just work for money, just work for getting more experience so that you can actually get more opportunities through one event. Yeah. How many staffs do you have? Or sorry, the freelancers. So we call a database. Right now we have a database of 6,500 approx. These many people we have, they have registered with us. How many people we have worked with? Around like four to 5,000 we have actually worked with as of now. Because it, it works out whether they are available during this time or they are not available during this time. That's, that's a pretty good number. And do you plan to expand not just from, you know, Dubai or Abu Dhabi? Yes. See, first is like you get strong at where you open your company. Now here it's like we have to be very strong. We know what exactly the structure and systems are. And yes, we are planning to open another branch in different parts of GCC initially, maybe by next year. I'm sorry, I'm lost with the what, GCC. You mentioned it earlier, but... <laughs> You're the one who travels a lot. But yeah. yeah, I know, but not really. It's like Gulf countries. So we are in the UAE right now. The closest neighbor is Saudi Arabia, could okay. be Qatar, could be Egypt. So all these countries are there where we can actually, where we are thinking of going there because there are a lot of events, a lot of scope is there for us to train people to widen up our database as well and channel. I see. I ask because, you know, I travel, but I only been to Qatar because, well, I got to mention earlier, I was too young to enter <laughs> the rest of that area. So, okay. yeah, but they like me in Europe. So I stay in Europe. <laughs> stay uh, in see. Europe. <laughs> so <laughs> going back to our conversation, do you prefer staff with previous experience, but Although you mentioned earlier, anyone can come in to join you, but yeah. do you prefer someone with experience? See, it's, it's good to have experience. It will be easier for us to deploy that person. But as I mentioned, yes, anyone can come in. It comes, it reflects to the day when first I came to, to UAE and I, I was giving interviews and people said, you do not have experience, so we can't hire you. So till the time someone won't give an experience, how that person will get some experience and how someone can hire them. So that's where Xenial comes into play, where we give a platform to people to come in, learn, experiment with your task, what you do, or skills. So people will learn, get experience, and then they can work wherever they want to. They can go wherever they want to. So yeah, experience is good, but without experience also, is, we are open for everyone. Yeah, and I think, Although I understand where the business owners are coming from when they say that they prefer someone with experience, but what people don't see, I guess this is only for me, is that as we go along, we acquire a lot of experiences and those transferable experiences, it may not be related, but somehow you can use those transferable experiences to what you want to do next. For example, You've been like a supervisor, let's say, in a corporate setting, and you want to already move to a remote setup or to be a freelancer in, a, in events. And that person may, be, may feel disencouraged to apply because at the back of his or her head, he doesn't have experience in the freelancing world. But his or her experience in the corporate world may not exactly be the same, but that transferable experience, you know, the skills or what not like communicating with different levels of people, right? Or right. overseeing people. Those are transferable skills that you can use, not necessarily of the environment that you are in. So I hope I'm making sense. 
Yeah, you do. Uh, see, it's like we create a hindrance between people. Like, okay, it's not transferable. You don't know how to do this. You can't do this because your experience doesn't say. But it's good to get into things and you learn more things. Like for us, when we open, like when Xenial came into existence, we actually focus on staffing. But then a lot of clients said, we do not require this thing because we have other companies who are taking care of these specific roles. Can you do lanyard printing? Lanyards are when you go to an exhibition, there's a lanyard with a badge. I was like, yes, we can do, which I knew nothing about. I had zero knowledge. Okay, can you do the signages for this? I was like, yes, I can do. I, did, I had zero clue what is signage, what is a lanyard, how we can print it, from where can I print it? But then you meet more people, you find out resources, you find out like from where I can get the best thing. It, it gave us good, good experience. And now we know, even if you want 30,000 pieces in like two days, I can get you. Because now we learn by hardware, because people said you can't do it initially. But then yes, we can do it. That's what the attitude should be for every individual too. Yeah, that's right. I remember a conversation with Aileen in the past. It's like, if someone asks you, can you do this? Say yes, and then learn your way as you go. Google is there with you. <laughs> Yeah, Google is there. People are there. Yeah. But only if like, you just don't say yes because, oh, I can't say no to people. I will just do it no matter what. You put yourself in a big problem. But then it's, you need to like, you said like, you need to have that motivation in your, yes, I want to do something. Because for me and for all the people who are with Genial, they wanted to make sure that Genial has to take a next step. They have to see, people need to see what they can do. So that way everyone comes together. They work day and night whether it's staffing, whether it's production work, whether it's a printing work, whatever it is, we start doing it to make sure like, okay, the clients are getting served. The clients are happy with our work and client wants to partner with us for all the years. Like now we are doing some of the shows since 2019 and they come back to us because they, they like who we are. They, they really understand, respect us and they guide us as well because see, for us, we are not perfect. We are learning yeah. from our clients. We're learning from our collaborators. That's mm -hmm. what we do so they love us if you yeah. are good with them yeah for sure and it can go back to what you mentioned earlier that you have signal because of the human connection which is yes. right learning from each other so do you ever have a bad experience with hiring a staff see uh, as we are dealing with humans don't hesitate <laughs> no, no no i won't i'll be like I'll tell you, yes, we do face a lot of issues with uh, people because everyone comes from a different mindset. So for us, is rather than these problems, like we come up to like how we can solve these issues out. Because for example, some of the people, they do not like the work when they're on site or the client is very harsh. They just leave on from on site. They just go home without even informing us. So, but yes, we are at a safe place where we do have backups on site. Like I mentioned earlier, we take people from our site. So if someone leaves, the other person is there to back things up. But these kind of people come into play and then they say, I need money for that same day. When you haven't worked, when you haven't put the great effort or you didn't tell us that we are leaving because of this issue so we can make you understand. That's how we came up to policies for people. So when we book these guys, we send them the policies. This is what the policies are. So you have to follow this. So that way, yes, uh, people do understand. And it's human. So humans are very hard to manage but this is what we are here for to understand the problems to make sure we can serve them better yeah it's like trying to make the uniqueness or individuality of each other work for everyone and you cannot really avoid human error mm -hmm. no you can't but it's just like how we can improve so that next time it doesn't happen or rather than shouting at a person we make them understand 
in our company, no one shouts at anyone. It's just like, okay, I, I do a lot of mistakes and I can accept it. It's just like acceptance. When you accept what your mistake, mistake is, whether it's a big or a small one. So now if I say I have done a mistake and I can accept in front of all my colleagues. So they're mm -hmm. like, okay, he makes a mistake. He agrees also. Why can't we, why shouldn't we do it? So that way everyone start accepting with their faults and those errors becomes like bare minimal because they keep on working and try to be better every single day. Right. And putting a blame on someone is really easy. That's why a lot of people are doing that because that's the easiest way. Like, okay, something went wrong, blame it to someone. <laughs> yes. But the moment you own it, and if you as a leader, the moment you saw that there is a problem, you have to ask yourself, okay, what should we do now? Yeah. Right? It happened with us. People like some of the guys, they started blaming, oh, no, 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 it's not me. It's that person who did it. So then what we have is like uh, monthly, we sit together, we discuss about what all these problems, why these problems have occur, and then showcase to them, like these things can be sold out like this rather than creating a problem between each other. And if together we can't work well, how can we work with the freelancers? So like in-house in has to be very strong where people love when they come to the office. They love, oh, this is my target. These are my goals. I have to do it because it's not just, I have to, it's like, I want to. I want to make sure things are done well mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. events goes really well. So it's, it's not have, it's want. Yeah, right. And it's like not being too much towards yourself because we as human beings normally would say, I have to do this, I should do this, like that. But sometimes if we were not able to achieve that expectations that we set to ourselves, we get distracted or frustrated or whatnot. But instead, perhaps we can change the languaging to, I get to do this, I get to do that. It's like telling yourself, hey, you, you did a great job in doing this and doing that. Instead of, oh, I forgot this, I, I should have done this and all that. So things like that. Yeah, it helps. It really helps. Right. Are you giving some motivation uh, lectures to people now? I guess so. So you have to write those <laughs> down. No, honestly, I just got it from other people as well. I'm just copying and pretend that it's from me. <laughs> no. Speaking of motivation, so how do you keep your staff on track and, and to keep them motivated to do their job well? For us, like I said, these are collaborators. So our journey is we treat every single person equally. That's what I mentioned before also. We, we take them as partners. We take them as collaborators where we sit together. We understand their needs. They understand our requirements. When you treat them equal, they, they are more motivated. You need to speak to them. If they have some requirements, their needs have been fulfilled really well because at the end they are humans we have to help each other to grow so here it's a place where people can come they can speak what they feel like it if they don't like working with us or there's a problem with us the way we are leading the teams they come to us they said this is not the way it should be i think you should go with f uh, a b c d this way you can move so that this way is really interesting to understand everyone's mindset they get motivated when they see like okay it's been heard maybe like it might not be like implemented when you hear someone, they feel relaxed. Oh, okay, I've taken out from my heart. It's been out. These guys will take care of it. So people, they do get motivated. They need off. Yesterday, I'll tell you one of my colleagues, she just messaged her. I'm really sorry. Can I come late by one o'clock? Uh, I'm not feeling really well. So I said, take off. No problem. Come day after tomorrow. I mentioned in our channel, we are using another application 
in-house application. So I just mentioned to everyone, do not message her or call her. She'll be taking off today. So it's just like helping people, understanding people. So that way they feel like, oh, these guys are helping us a lot. Why should not be? So it's just the motivating people, talking to them. That's how it is. Yeah. And I'm, I got it from Brene Brown. It's like, you really have to set your own boundary and you have to respect other people's boundary as well. Indeed. It's like, it's respect. It, it, it's no brainer, right? So listen to those kind of people and you will sound you're so witty. So <laughs> Ruth is back with her chicken nuggets, the golden nuggets. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying this conversation because actually every conversations that we've had in the past because it feels like we are learning from every one of you right you have unique experiences and every episode we are learning from you and hopefully the audience or the listeners are also learning from these episodes so i know you've already talked a lot about the environment that you have in there but what else or how do you promote positive environment with your staff that you haven't mentioned already like I said, like we meet together after a month, like in a month we meet together. But most of the time what happens in events, it's really hard to have that meetings almost every month. So talking to them, just messaging them once a day or like once a week that how well they are working. If they find issues, they can just come to us without even hesitations. Going for a lunch or a dinner together. Teamwork matters a lot. Giving them random offs. Go, go chill today. You don't need to work. Bring up your things like which you think like is good for the company. How do you want, how do you see the company should grow from where it was? If you see it from past two years till now, what do you want the company to be in the future? So these things really helps in motivating people. And we see like, okay, their brains are also great so that those can be used to structure ourselves and to enhance the productivity of everyone. Right, right. And everyone wants to work in a positive environment, regardless if it's corporate or it's a freelance world. Everyone wants to be in a harmonious environment. It all comes from your experiences, like what you have faced and that things should not be like that. those things. You don't want other people to face it. So you try to improve. That's why we listen to people like what problems have you faced prior to coming here? Like I'll tell you here in events, I have seen these freelancers are not being taken in seriously in terms of events. Okay, we just need people, just bring these people, that's it. But for us, every single individual is very important when they work. Mm-hmm. How the tra- their trainings, the money they get, the treatment they get on site or from us, from the client, everything matters a lot. Now, during the COVID project, we, we faced a lot of issues in terms of paying them because a lot of people, they do not have bank accounts. Like, what should we do? How should we get, how should we deliver them the money? Like, I don't want people to come to to our office. I give them cash. So we spoke to some banks. We we prepared their debit cards in here. So we collaborated with another bank so that they can get a card. Anyone, even a person is 18, they can get a card. They don't need to have a security money in that. So all the salaries used to go there. So they can go anywhere. They can tap the card. They can withdraw, withdraw the cash and they can spend. So that way we are trying to, build a ecosystem where they work they just stay at home the money comes to their account after 10 to 15 days they receive it they can spend wherever they want to it's like how to make a freelancer's life easier we know their lives are very very important and their roles are very important in events which a lot of people they don't understand but that's what we are trying to create that's what we need to create a standard in this industry that this is very important part of an event yeah and that's important when you said that 
you were able to somehow look at it, although it may not appear as a problem, but you just wanted to do the extra mile and make the freelancer's life better. That's why you have that innovation to tap a bank, right? And ha- give access for freelancers to have their money. And yeah. yeah, it's actually a good way to set a trend to an existing industry, right? Yeah. So see, now a lot of companies have started doing this. Some people, they pay through exchange houses, but then the exchange houses, they deduct a lot of money mm-hmm. for them. Like they earn a hundred dirhams and from that 120 dirhams are being deducted because it's exchange value, like exchange rate. But then we now we have started doing with one of the exchanges and the money from 20 dirhams is only three dirhams. So it's just like how you talk to those people also. And for exchange houses, it's a business. And for us, it's a business. But for staff, it's not a business. It's just they want their own money, their hard-earned money. Why should they pay the exchange rates that much? So it's it's just like, it's very important. Like my need small things actually build a good business. If you do not take care of these small, small, tiny things, it will harm you or it can build you bigger. That's what we believe. So people, they were like, oh, we want to work with Genial. Let's get, uh, in that, let's get registered with them. Let's start working with them. So that's how that we see like, it's a proud feeling when it comes because people talk about you. See, they help us. They take care of our health also. The other guy, they paid me 50 drums to, to eat lunch because I worked really well. So people start working better. Then they have a competition with themselves rather than with their colleagues. If I work really well, I can get initiate uh, incentives. If I work well, they'll pay me earlier. If I work well, they'll give me more jobs. So this is how it goes. If they don't work well, we, we can't cater them all the time. So. Well said. What's one question you wish I'd asked you and how <laughs> would you have answered it? <laughs> I think like, see, I, I love to talk about what, what we do because we really, really love. And it, there's no, like, I, I think I've answered all the questions though. But just one, one question you think is just one thing that we might, you know, learn some. Yeah, miss. Or something that you want to share that you haven't or shared. Or personal, yeah. personal or business. It doesn't matter. Just one question. I'll just say about, like I mentioned earlier too, but when we are working together, like when we, when you open a company or you're looking for a job, it's very important, like what your core values are. Opening a business is, it's very easy. Anyone can open it. But till the time you don't have those core values and you do not walk through those core values, you will fall very bad. Even if you find, oh, I am. See, I, I told you this business is amazing. But then you spend that money or you do not respect the people who are working with you, you will fall very hard on your face. And this is not great. What that's, that's what I've learned. In the market, when we, we have seen a lot of companies are there, they're here since 10 years, 12 years. And they think we are the ones who can do it. No one else can. And there might not be anyone else who can come and they can harm us. But then that's like your thought process changes. The new companies which comes, they have a better thought processes because they want to solve a problem. They just don't want to earn that much money, but they want to solve the problems of, like for our, in, an, in our industry, is the people who are working plus the clients. So that way we, we say that uh, we are 10 steps ahead of our competition where we know what the client needs, how the client would love their job to be done. We know what the people need who will work with us. So this thing, some, some experienced people, some like old businessmen, they have it in the head, which actually is harming them. For us, it's like in our competition also, we love everyone. Whether it's a competition, we go and speak to them. 
we don't have that oh we are the competition let's not talk about it let's not talk to each other but for us it's like competition actually you guys can build a relationship together like a a company can do this thing we can do b thing why not we merge together to cater the c thing a lot of people they don't understand so some companies come into existence like us to support the people with a b and provide them the c Mm-hmm. And it's actually a win-win if you work with your competition in a very professional way, because you are not just helping your own company or your business, but you are helping the entire industry if you collaborate with one another. Right. For in our industry, there's one more thing which is really, really bad, which I have faced like earlier, early ages. Like if a freelancer, by the term freelancer means a person who is free to work, right? A person. can work wherever they want to work whether they have worked with us for 20 shows we have trained that person a lot and the 21st show he or she wants to work with some other company and that person is free to go but here in this no that person is going there just remove them from your list don't stop working with them which is the wrong impression that you are putting in in the head of the freelancers and in the time which will come you might not have a lot of people and those people will love to work somewhere else rather than here because that company gives respect they give them trainings and then they still work with them mm-hmm. don't burn bridges because you might need to cross that bridge again in the future again exactly yeah lastly so we are now in the closing change is constant and inevitable what is your advice to small business owners in coping up with changes adaptation you need to adapt to the changes like and pivot yourself in terms of your business it's not that you have to change your business completely but try to adapt to the situation what has happened like for us if we're just focusing only on events we wouldn't have done the pcr and now the vaccination thing we changed ourselves we changed the mindset of people who are working with us as well and then we diversify ourselves we are still in events we love to do events but it's just like adaptability a lot of people they don't have they don't want to change they just want to stick to what their rules are or to grow somewhere else it's just adaptation and pivot yourself where can listeners find you online linkedin instagram it's all my promenade and senior events and senior events yeah look for the company not for the person <laughs> exactly it's the company Yeah so that was, that was a really really great conversation Pramit and thank you so much for letting us interview you for this yeah and sharing your brain the mindset because it's actually good to hear from someone who is relatively new in the industry in terms of your company but you've been in the industry for a long time now and yeah being open to learn from people regardless of where they are in the journey it would like help us in our own way as well right irene yes indeed exactly yeah yeah thank you so much for having me. it's a, it was a great experience for me also to come and share our viewpoints like what we guys do how we do it and why we do it mm-hmm. and yeah thank you so much Great. So, thank you once again for listening in to another episode of Where the F Am I Heading? And this is Ruth and this is Irene. Bye. Bye. So, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in anything and everything about adulting, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at where.the.f.m.i.heading. 
Catch us again next Wednesday for another episode of Where the F Am I Heading? Yeah.